Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This week is Passion Week, starting with Palm Sunday and to the Resurrection Sunday. And what we're going to do is I'm going to try my level best to every day release an episode that covers one of the events that happened between the time when Christ entered Jerusalem on the donkey until his resurrection, which is exactly one week. But as we start this story, we're going to start with a gentleman whose name is Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, he's very famous also for his height, and uh, we're going to start with his story. Zacchaeus, the wealthy tax collector, is so short that he cannot look over the heads of the people in the crowd. He runs ahead of the crowd and climbs a sycamore tree so he can see Jesus. When Jesus comes to the tree, he says, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to stay at your house today. Zacchaeus immediately comes down out of the tree and shows Jesus the way to his house. Then one of the people in the crowd says, Jesus is going to stay at a sinner's house? Why would he do that? Being with Jesus helps Zacchaeus know that he has done a lot of wrong things. He wants to change. So Zacchaeus says, I'm going to give half of what I own to the poor people four times what I owe to anyone I have cheated. Then Jesus tells him, Salvation has come to your house today. You were lost and I came to save you. From Jericho, the crowd continues the trip to Jerusalem for the great Passover feast. The festival is still six days away, so Jesus stops in Bethany to visit his friend Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. At a supper in the home of Simon the leper, Mary kneels and pours expensive oil over Jesus' feet. Then she wipes his feet with her hair. Judas Iscariot, treasurer of the disciples, thinks this is a waste of money. We could have sold that perfume and given a year's worth of money to the poor, said Judas. But Christ replies to him and says, Leave her alone. The poor will always be here for you to help. But I won't always be here. She's showing her love. Judas doesn't really care about the poor. He's thinking about the money because hmm, the less money they waste, the more I can take for myself. No one will ever know. The next day, Jesus joins the crowd going to Jerusalem to prepare for the Passover. While on the way, Jesus says, Go to that village. When you get there, you'll find a donkey's colt tied up. Bring it to me. If anyone asks, just tell him, the Lord needs it. Two disciples find a young donkey just as Jesus said. When they start to untie it, the owner of the donkey says, Why are you untying the colt? And the disciples reply, the Lord needs it. The owner gives permission and the disciples take the colt back to Jesus. But they leave the owner thinking, hmm, I wonder why Jesus wants my colt. No one has ever ridden it. It is not even a noble beast for anyone as important as Jesus to ride. And now we come to the Palm Sunday. On the first day of the week, people crowd the road to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover feast of the Jews. Jesus joining the crowd, riding on a donkey, eagerly the people make way for him. They wave palm branches to honor him. 
and they cap it and cap it his path with their garments. The sound of their praises fill the air. And what do they say? Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Let there be peace and glory in heaven. Hosanna, Hosanna to the son of David. During its long history, Jerusalem has never seen many processions come through its gates. Kings have come on horseback and conquerors have come with armies, but the people have never seen anything like this. Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus the Messiah, the crowd continues to shout, Who is this man? One of the religious leaders begins to ask, and they tell Jesus, Tell your disciples to stop. But Jesus replies, Even if they keep quiet, their stones will cry out. That evening, Jesus goes back to Bethany, but on Monday, he returns to the temple in Jerusalem. I have come a long way to offer a sacrifice to God, but I can't afford this unfair price for a dove, one of the people said. Then I will sell it to someone else. Now, move, you are blocking my table, one of the traders said. In righteous anger, Jesus drive the merchants out of the temple. The scriptures say, my house shall be a house of prayer but you have turned it into a den of thieves. And, and Jesus begins to drive the money changers out of the temple and overturn the tables. And one of the religious leaders says, Jesus is criticizing how we run the temple. He's challenging our authority. We need to trick Jesus into making a mistake. Then we can turn the people away from him. The Pharisees plot their strategy. They decide to ask a question that forces Jesus to give a wrong answer, no matter what Jesus says. Master, we know you teach the truth. Tell us, is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? If he says yes, the people will turn against him because they hate to pay taxes. If he says no, the Roman officials will arrest him for treason. Jesus knows this is a trick question so he asks to see a roman coin look at this coin whose picture and words are on it and they reply caesar's and jesus replies to them give to caesar the things that are caesar's give to god the things that belong to god the pharisees are not able to trick jesus they admire his skill to answer their question but they try again later. Which commandment is the most important one? Jesus replies, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And here is the second commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. You have spoken the truth. To love God and to love your neighbor are more important than giving burnt offerings. You are close to God's kingdom, Jesus replies. Then Jesus warns the people against doing good deeds just so other people can see them and be impressed. As he speaks, he sees a proud man put a lot of money in the temple offering. Then a poor widow humbly drops two small coins into the offering. The widow has given more than anyone else because she gave everything she has to God, Jesus said. 
After this, Jesus leaves the temple for the last time. Outside Jerusalem, on the quiet slopes of the Mount of Olives, some of the disciples ask Jesus about the future. Jesus explains that the gospel will spread through the whole world and then he will come again to judge the world. Jesus and his disciples return to Bethany. Later that night, Jesus hurries to Jerusalem to carry out an idea he has been planning. Ladies and gentlemen, I find the first part of this series that you're doing on the Passion Week really, really interesting. We begin the story with a gentleman who is well known as a tax collector, Zacchaeus. But you're going to notice that the beginning of this story seems to have the theme of tax and extortion all around it. So you see the first man, the first character presented as a tax collector who turns to Christ. But as you continue into the story, you realize that the religious leaders are tricking Christ again concerning collecting tax. And he gives them the answer that is very, very common even within the secular world. Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. And so remember, at the beginning was Zacchaeus, the tax collector, who throughout culture has been looked at as one who overcharges people. And then we see the trick in between to trick Christ concerning tax. But then we go to the temple and what people usually accept as normal is actually where Christ rebukes them. At the temple is where people are overcharging. And, and Christ at this point begins to rebuke them. He drives the thieves out of the temple. And the religious leaders have a problem with that. They're saying he's kind of encroaching on our business. He's suggesting we're not running the temple matters the way we are supposed to run them. And that becomes very disturbing, that what is accepted as culture is what God rejects. And then what the world rejects, rightly so, is where God offers grace for this man who chooses to turn around and repent of his sins. And people had a problem with that because they asked the question, what, he's going to eat with a tax collector? What does he eat with prostitutes and tax collectors? And for us, as we begin this uh, week of the Passion Week, we need to understand that the entire Old Testament, all the scriptures have been preparing us for this time where God himself chooses to save mankind once and for all. And so I pray that each one of us will examine our hearts this morning and ask the question, where am I standing with God? Is what I'm doing acceptable? Is it acceptable before men or acceptable before God? And so let's make a choice and I pray that if you don't know Christ, may this week cause you to think about your relationship with God. And you have a choice. You have an opportunity. I pray that you take it because the Son of God came this week specifically to die for your sins and mine. And the only difference is, will you accept him or will you not? Have a good day and hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.